All right, guys, about that time. Chris Brooks here, another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Hope you guys are having a good Monday morning here on, man, God, we're at the end of this month already. That's unbelievable. The 26th, September 26th. That's crazy. Hope you had a good weekend. You should have. You should have. No reason not to. You're sitting now 4-0. Big game coming up this weekend. We'll get into that here in just a second. What to expect coming up for uh, for Saturday. I had a chance to get up to Oxford this weekend and, and got to check out the game in person. We'll get into that. Just some thoughts about the game, where you should be worried, where you shouldn't be worried. I can help you out with that a little bit. Here on what is, what is today? Please be something good and not something dumb today. It's national. There you go. It's National Family Day. You know how you can celebrate National Family Day? You could take your family to Oxford on Saturday. All right. That Then you could do the, the family week thing. Okay. That's even what's better than a day. You could do the whole week. That's better. And be part of what should be a really good atmosphere. Now, they didn't get the college game day experience, and that's unfortunate. Especially considering you had two really good teams. I'm looking at the coaches poll right now. And Kentucky is sitting in there at, what are they, number eight? And Ole Miss is number 11. And I thought there was really a chance there that they could, you know, they could get it. But the SEC can't get that thing every week. So that that is what it is. You get SEC game day, though. So there you go. You get Paul Feinbaum. It's not exactly Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreit, but you get something. Uh, by the way, it's also national. It's, it's Pancake Day. And there's some other stuff here. You don't care about dumplings. Nope, don't care about that or, or, or Sham, Shamu. Is it Shamu, the whale? You don't care about any of that, but um, but you can go knock out some pancakes. Take your family. Bam, there's two things you knocked out on in, in one turn. Okay, just some thoughts on the game. A little bit of recruiting, but really not much. I want to save that for tomorrow. There were a lot of visitors in town over the weekend. And um, and I've had a chance to catch up with a couple of those guys. We'll get in touch with a couple more today. You know, like a Caleb Cunningham is up there. Saw that he was there. Um, you know, email Picarella kid um, from St. Joe quarterback was up there. They had they had a good turnout, and we'll get into that here probably tomorrow. You know, I'd had a chance some um, time of year on Friday nights. You know, it's not unusual to see an Ole Miss coach on the sideline, and you know, got to. Uh, see some of them last, uh, I guess, well, last Friday night. So I can give you a rundown on a, on a few things that are going on. And um, and uh, we'll do that tomorrow, okay? Um, I tell you what, I will knock this out real quick, though. I saw this on the board, I guess this was yesterday, and I'd had somebody actually ask me about it. Uh, I, I could butcher this name, Demond Demas. Could be Demas, who knows? But, um. I had, I had seen that out there that that was hot all of a sudden. Uh, I really haven't been able to verify the the interest on the Ole Miss end of that. Yeah, I do, I do know that that he is interested in Ole Miss. Yeah, I could I could verify that and say yeah that is that's real. Uh, but on, on that, I'm not sure that goes both ways at this point. So I wouldn't get too far out there on that. There's some other stuff associated with him that would have to be vetted. And and you know how that stuff goes. You know, some allegations and some reasons that he wasn't at AM. And I'm not even going to get into that stuff. But um, but what I was told, at least for right now, that's 
don't jump the gun on that one. I wouldn't get too far out there on that. Just kind of let it play out and, and see what happens there. But yeah, that's a talented player that's that's out there, but uh, there's other stuff associated with that. And so we'll I just didn't want you to get your hopes up too far prematurely on something that I think is is really, really early on that. Um, the other news before I get into the game, I had a question about I try to answer a couple of questions on Monday mornings. I do expect Zach Evans going to play Saturday. And um, I would leave that one at that. You know, he left the game for what they called a medical issue and didn't come back. I saw the play where I, I think that he, he tweaked something or other. And uh, he was moving a little bit gingerly, but at the same time, not enough to where you could just absolutely pinpoint what had happened. So I would say that at this point, that's more precautionary than anything. The good thing is, you've still got another guy in Quinshawn Judkins that's sitting there. You know, that's just life in the SEC and, and football in general. You know, you have a room that's just stacked with talent, and you can see how quickly that kind of evaporates. With Ulysses Bentley already hurt, I saw him on the sidelines in a sling or or something on his hand. Obviously, he's had something done there. And, uh, I mean, that you drop that one, and then, you know, you're one injury away from suddenly the room is a little thinner. Uh, I am somebody that's a big fan of Kentrell Bullock if they had to go that direction. And then, you know, you get into all of this, like, you know, they're not going to get into specifics, but Lane mentioned something about a plan with Luke Altmaier. You know, these kids have to start thinking about if they transfer, making sure that they keep some that year of eligibility. If they're still sitting on that red shirt year and not burning something um, for just a couple of games. And um, and that's just part of it. You know, that's not being a bad teammate or that's none of that. But circumstances change. Suddenly, if it's early enough in the year and you have a chance to be the guy, okay, then you have new discussions. Uh, but uh, but hopefully, I, I think the, the running back room is still fine. I think it'll be fine Saturday. Now, just some thoughts on the game real quick. I've seen a lot of, of mentions about the crowd and the atmosphere and all of those things. Like, I never freak out about the attendance but college football does have an attendance problem right now. It's so easy to stay at the house. That's not just an Ole Miss problem. That's an, an across-the-country problem. And the north end zone is what it is. I mean, I can tell you from being on the field, and you guys are in the stands. You already know this. I mean, that place is hot. You know, it's just when the sun's beating down on you on a day like that, when it's – I think the high got to 92, and it's just – it wears you out. Unless you're lucky enough, which my family's on the on the side with – on the West with the, the shade it makes a world of difference, but especially for students, if you're in that end zone where we built the, we did the steel, the, the metal structure with the high school style bleachers and that place, if you've been in it, that gets especially hot. And when it's in the nineties, look, you can tough it out. And yeah, I think you, you should try to stay there. But um, at the same time, depending on who you're playing and the circumstances, that place gets hot. That's just a reality. And you got to deal with that. You can't manufacture atmosphere. You know, when you're in a game, and at the time, at one point, Ole Miss is blowing Tulsa out. And it is super hot. It's a group of five opponent that you're playing. It doesn't have a big game feel to it. And when you have games like that, when the atmosphere doesn't reach a place where you like it, it there's a reason. You're missing a key ingredient, you know, a good opponent. And you, you can't just manipulate that you can't create an Alabama atmosphere or Saturday will be great with Kentucky coming to town 
you just can't manufacture that if it's not real. And uh, like I said, that's not an old Miss issue. That's an across the board issue. And these kids know that, you know, recruits aren't, aren't dumb. You know, they know the difference in going to watch an Ole Miss versus Tulsa or going into town when it's an Ole Miss and Bama. And the same thing when they go to these other places. You know, they see pictures. And if if anybody brought it up, because I've had some recruiting questions, do kids mention that stuff? But honestly, they rarely mention that stuff. I'm not telling you it doesn't play a factor. It's just it's rarely mentioned. Uh, opportunities to get on the field to play. Now NIL is number one. So that always comes up early in the conversation and relationships with coaches, those things always come. Are they winning? You know, that stuff comes out. The atmosphere in the games, that's, it's usually down that list. It just is. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic over that. Saturday will be great. Now it doesn't mean they can't do things to make it better. Of course they can. But even though, even if they did that, Let's say if they could fix the north end zone, if they could rebuild that sucker, they would completely do that again. You know, if I like, I would almost not do it. Just build some huge structure over there with more suites and maybe just a, a double sized jumbotron than what you already have. Just a massive, huge television that's just hanging over the field. I don't know, something like that. And some more premium seating. That would be a better option than what's down there. You could, you could reduce that stadium to a much smaller size, in my opinion, and you'd be, you'd be better for it. Look, not that we're going to get into the stadium talk too long. If they could redo the whole thing, I would. If you could get a – I would pose this question. I might put this on the board. If you could redo the whole stadium with 50,000 seats as opposed to just kind of tweaking it and just trying to fix it as best you can – and keeping it around, let's say, 65, what would you do? Absolutely, I'd build a new thing. Do it a hard, I, I might even go below that. It doesn't matter as long as the atmosphere is great. I And the direction that football is going and the home experience, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I'd, I would drop it. Uh, don't worry about trying to keep up with the Joneses, just the number there. If you want to win something, you know, have a nicer stadium than everybody else or something cool. That's my two cents on that. Now, as far as the game itself, you can't get up for every game. You just, you can't. And look, we're going to pick these games apart, and I get it. I usually am more apt to pick apart big games when both teams are prepared to play. You know, and, and both teams have something on the line, and it's big game. I'll pick those apart. Uh, you can't pick apart Georgia-Kent State. Like, there's no reason that game is a 10-point game in the fourth quarter. Georgia, they might be 80 points better than Kent State. But you can't get up for every game. And a lot of Saturday's game was just preparedness, focus, you know, just mentality. It was it was all of those things, which is why they struggled. And the second half was was – it was ugly. That was an ugly second half. But you're dealing with young kids um, – that's a big one. I could say that twice. You are dealing with younger kids, you know, 18 to 22 year old guys, and you can't get up to play every game. Um, I think that was the primary problem for the defense. I thought Jackson Dart actually played a good game. And if you look at some of the PFF stuff that came out after the game, not that that's the end all be all, because I don't think it is, but it is kind of cool to have some numbers that you can look at. And he was the highest ranked offensive player for the day. Um, that's not shocking to me. 
He didn't have a whole lot of time to work with back there. We did have drops, and even if they're not just outright drops, a couple of outright drops, two or three more plays that I think those receivers would tell you, I, I got to make that play. I have to make that catch. So he's dealing with that, and it's going to affect the numbers. Uh, one thing you can't question with that guy, like Jackson Dart will put his head down and he will run it like a running back. And they ran him like a running back some Saturday. And they needed him to go for 100 plus yards on the ground on a day when they weren't very good. I mean, it's nice to have that in your back pocket. Things aren't working. We're not blocking very well. We can run a couple of things that's hard to stop with our running back. And then our running back too, which is the quarterback. And, and, and they hurt Tulsa with that. And that, that's really why they won the game. I thought his legs won that game. You throw for 150, yeah, that's not a great number. But it, it's fine when you run for 116 to go with it. Now, I thought he played well. The defense, like I said, I thought that was an issue with just mentality. The only thing out of that game that would trouble me some, the wide receivers, hey, I think that's concentration. Again, I think that's big game versus small game kind of things. I think they'll be noticeably better Saturday. The offensive line struggled. And they struggled in a way that they should not struggle against Tulsa. And that's not to say that they can't also have a down game because, that, look, that's not different than any other position. You have to be prepared to play, mentally have to be in it, all of those things. But still, that Tulsa defensive line, that's not a great defensive line, not a great front seven that you're facing. And some of the, the again, the PFF grades, they're very different than I'm sure what Ole Miss is going to grade as. Some of those numbers were really bad. And I think the bottom three players that I saw were all offensive linemen. They struggled especially. Yes, that does worry me some. If you're struggling that bad against Tulsa, you know, what's going to happen when you really get into the heart of the SEC schedule? You know, they have some work to do there. So if you want to, you know, put a little red flag on something, that's where I'd put it. Everything else I, I wouldn't worry about. I think Saturday you'll see a noticeably different team. I think the offensive line will be better. I do. I think they'll play much better against Kentucky. But, yeah, that was a little bit troublesome. But I think you'll see them play better. I think they'll play good Saturday in general. I think you get a win against Kentucky Saturday, and then you're off and running for the 22 season. Um, but we'll knock out Kentucky a little bit later this week. We'll do some recruiting tomorrow. I did want to bring up that uniform discussion I saw on the board. Look, Realtree has been a big NIL um, piece. And uh, if they want to put, if they want the fans who all wear Realtree to the game, uh, it'd be worth it. Like if they put, hey, everybody to get season tickets, you have to buy one Realtree shirt or two, I, it would be worth it. Uh, because the more people that are involved in NIL, the better. And right now, Ole Miss is in a good place from what I understand. You know, and what I'm told from people that are that are heavy into that, they are doing better than I expected them to do and I think most people expected them to do in the support of the NIL stuff. And, yeah, if it requires some real tree camo out there, then so be it. I don't really care about the uniforms, though. Number one on the list, no matter what, should be winning. And then there's a chasm between number one and two. And then you get to number two, whatever your list of things to be bothered by. That stuff just doesn't bother me much. And I think it'll actually look okay. And even if it doesn't, don't really care. 
The real tree stuff's pretty awesome though. I was checking that out last night. Like guys are in the woods and they put this stuff on and suddenly they're invisible. You can't see them. Maybe we can do that with a couple of players Saturdays, sneak them down the field for, for some scores. Wish it was that easy. Wear some real tree though. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. All right, guys, y'all have a great day. This is Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 Podcast and the 247 Sports Network. Talk to you tomorrow.